You're listening to Tiny Home Tours, a podcast that celebrates all things tiny living. We're your hosts, Allison, Chris, and Loren. Join us as we sit down with nomads and tiny home dwellers to discover why they went tiny, the lessons they've learned, and inspire you to take the leap. This episode is brought to you by the Tiny Home Tours newsletter. Would you enjoy a weekly newsletter that shares all things tiny? Every Friday, we share sneak peeks of full upcoming tour videos, blog posts, and new podcast episodes. Join with the link below or by visiting tinyhometours.com. So, part two of this podcast, Mm -hmm. Lauren edits us, so she'll decide to leave it in. Just one, two ambulances. You got to see me flip out a little bit. Yeah. Big other bidders on the on the online auction, not to bid as the time ran down. So, <laughs> okay, Woo. back at it. So, the next question I had for you mm-hmm. is money on the road. Ooh. That is something that a lot of people flip out. About. What's, I don't want to say flip out because it is a valid concern. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people are concerned about. Um, for me. In my 20s, when I first started this lifestyle, I was one of those people that absolutely hated money. I thought people that made money were bad people. They did it out of greed and just doing bad things. Mm-hmm. As I started my business, learned all that. That's not what I'm talking about here. But basically, I was just a dirtbag traveler to where, to this day, I can't eat Chef Boyardee because that's what I had for my meals three times a day. Yeah. Like, I can't even smell it. Like, it's, it's literally to that point. Um, so I'm curious how you make money on the road and how you navigate the financials of it. If you're comfortable talking about it, a hundred percent. And I, let me just preface this by saying I started working at 14 years old and I did not stop working until October. So I've kind of navigated out of the freelance set design, um, art directing world. Uh, that's not to say I won't go back. So when I work those jobs, I can like work for three months and stack like 20 G's, you know, like broad number, depending on the job and the day rate. Um, so originally that was like the mindset of how I was going to continue making money. I traveled to Tennessee and work on a show and do that. The pandemic hit shit definitely shifted. And I was like, figure out how to make money, which to be honest, I'm still figuring it out. And I am getting money from the government right now 100% I feel no shame about it I've worked so hard my entire life that if I take a year and the government wants to give me some money till I figure out where my next move is then I'm just taking it as I can um but I have taken since the pandemic and work started to come back I had taken a few jobs so I'd stack some money that way um I'm also I'm a very crafty person I love making like planters I love thrifting so I'm trying to navigate into the world of reselling thrifted items because there is a market for it out there because a lot of people don't like to go to thrift stores they feel like it's a certain stigma especially people that are willing to pay more money for things that you find at thrift stores so that is a world that I'm navigating into at the moment I also do a lot of textile dyeing, or people like to call tie-dye. I don't because I do different methods, and so I just don't like to call it tie-dye. But I do a lot of textile dyeing, and I've been working on hand-carving rubber block prints to block print them myself, and uh, kind of 
draw inspiration from being on the road and being in nature as far as like what colors I use in my textile dyeing. So right now my main source of income is the government, which is helping me finance trying to put, putting out my textile dyeing and my thrifted items. Um, so that's kind of what's happening now. And since I'm headed back to New York, I'm going to do a whole little bus pop-up shop and like try and sell everything that I have and then start again. That'd be cool. And see, kind of see how that goes because I make shit for myself all the time, like random things. And people are like, you should sell that. You should sell that. And I'm never the person that's like, nobody's going to pay for me to do something they could do themselves. And my friends are always like, yeah, but like nobody wants to do that. <laughs> they just want to buy it. And I'm like, okay. So I'm navigating into that world, um, trying to be self-reliant financially, like bring in my own money and do that and not rely on like the production world to give me jobs, especially since now the alignment of like how I want to live my life is so different than the production world, which is so full of waste and just like overconsumption and just like trash everywhere. So I've kind of left that world a little bit and I'm navigating through a better way to make money on the road. Right. I mean, there's, there's definitely options. So people that are listening to this remote.co is mm -hmm. a spot where you can find jobs where it's uh like actual, it's not gig economy, like the Upworks, mm -hmm. like benefits, dental, all that. It's like actual um, salary jobs and flexjobs.com is, okay. is another one where it's the same thing, where it's actually salary jobs. So those in the same situation with their ears perk up for this, mm -hmm. making money on the road, that's, that, that's a couple options. But yeah, I think it's like, I, I definitely feel as though, and I thought about this in COVID when it first hit, because even before COVID, I was listening to Ang Andrew Yang, like listening to his theories on, you know, universal basic income, mm -hmm. you know, and like, man, it, there would have to be something catastrophic, like all the truck drivers losing their jobs all at once. And there's just a drain on the economy to where something had to be done. Mm -hmm. COVID caused that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very curious of how many side projects, how many people are going to kind of do what you're doing. We're going to go out there and actually for the first time in your life, be able to taste different income streams mm -hmm. in what you like to do. Yeah. Because for, for me, one of the reasons why I like setting up businesses and making an income is my dream is to travel the country and go to yard sales Yeah. and sell them on eBay. It's not even about the money. Yeah. It's like the, the idea of finding a red line 1969 Camaro in mint condition Yeah. and buying it for a dollar and selling <laughs> it for 150 on eBay. Yeah. Like that excites me like nothing else you're like no money to to lots of money you know like knowing the worth of the things that you find out there which a lot of people overlook mm -hmm. which is really nice but uh, yeah I, I mean i'm seeing more and more people in the nomadic community like finding their niche but a lot of people work remotely which is awesome and i commend all those people that are able to do their jobs while living on the road um you know, I, I know a guy that does, like, cybersecurity. He just needs to make sure he has good cell phone signal so that he can, like, work. And, like, he has his ways to do that. So, I mean, really, if your heart is in it and you want to do it, you figure it out. And this life, my highest, like, cost of living during this life, I mean, besides, like, going to the mechanic and, like, 
maintaining the engine and everything or a new tire if it blows out is is gas and gas is rent just like people pay rent that's my rent is my gas you know right so i mean my overhead is super low i don't need a lot to survive you know i i've definitely become more frugal in the things that i spend money on personally for myself not invest in to turn over and make money later necessarily so right i definitely you know i mean most of my wardrobe is thrifted like i have a lot of stuff but it's a lot of stuff that didn't cost a lot of money so right yeah i mean the uh the affordability of the lifestyle is certainly something that i think it is one of those things until you get out there and experience it mm-hmm. especially like you're you're bouncing around a lot so your diesel costs are you know yeah. with diesel being now three dollars to three fifty remember during the beginning of the pandemic i went home to visit family and going through oklahoma diesel was 90 99 cents oh i was i was smiling all the way uh, home just like oh this is you're nice. like i can get home for like <laughs> under 200 dollars. i mean but even now i've been parked in one spot but when i'm on the road i go through one tank of diesel a month i have a hundred yeah. gallon tank so oh wow um you know it's 300 dollars a month for yeah. all my diesel and that's if I'm traveling around a decent amount because I have a thousand mile range. And when I was in Montana for three months, I went from spot to spot. Yeah. And they were not really exerting a lot of, it was like 60 miles to the next spot, you know? So it it, totally depending on how you like to travel and do your thing. And where you're traveling to. Right. That Colorado ate so much of my, of my diesel so much Mm -hmm. because those hills are no freaking joke. Yeah. I, I mentioned it a lot, but my cost per month, you know, my Netflix, Funimation, my health insurance, vehicle insurance, cell phone, everything's about $1,000, but I tell people it's closer to 1200 because I add $200 every month for when I need a new P-pump or when I need new cabinetry. Yeah. You know, I just add that $200 a month because mm-hmm. there's going to be something that breaks, you know? Yeah. But I mean, even still, if even if you go $1,500 a month in your food and your electricity and your water is yeah. met for $1,500 a month. It allows that tasting time that, that, that you're doing right now to where you're trying new things to yeah. where, you know, if you look back in human history, how many times have people in mass been able to take a step back, look objectively at what they actually want to do and yeah. how they can make it work. Like people are, people have been treading water. Now they have that little life raft to kind of look around at the islands be like, well, do I want to go here? Do mm-hmm. I want to go there? And they have a little bit of a buffer, yeah. you know, to, to do that. So I'm, I'm hoping for the best in humanity that people make the best of the time, like, like you're doing, mm-hmm. like actually doing different stuff and trying yeah. it. And I hope it works out because the more people that are able to taste and find new things and live cheaply, mm-hmm. the more people that are going to get on the road. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, you start living this life, you realize what's necessity and what's not. And I think people feel like they need a lot of things that other people see as like, I'm good. I'm well off. I'm like very comfortable in order to like feel good about themselves. And this life is definitely, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but this life is, you know, it's pushed me to realize, like, I need a lot less than I thought. I need a bucket to pee in, really, at the end of the day, you know, as unglamorous as that is, you know, that that's what it is. You just need the necessities, water, food, a place to wash yourself if you so choose to. Shelter. <laughs> Shelter, right? 
it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I mean, you have the basics done, which allow you for the interpersonal relationships, mm-hmm. for the self-development to, yeah. to occur. And I, I've definitely, I've done so much, like, growth since moving into this life. I think just reflecting in my best friend just kind of always looks great about my friend Robin, my best friend. I love her to death another water sign um she's a cancer you and your zodiac i know i love my water signs what can i say okay what's up guys cat here with tiny home tours i'm super excited to announce that we are kicking off a new season of zeppelin travels vlogs over on the zeppelin travels youtube channel we've got a whole slew of zep pilots this season and some killer vlogs from myself and my partner and co-pilot sage as we hit the road in a schoolie for the first time with our two dogs and adventure together in the southwest this season is packed with so much good stuff Tune in to catch Brad as he heads back to Alaska in Zep 1. Watch as road warrior Brian crisscrosses state after state, packing in tiny home tours and photo adventures, and eventually meets up with Sage and I to travel together for a while. And meet newcomer Alex and her adorable schoolie pup Arlo as she navigates schoolie life on the road as a first-timer. We can't wait to take you along for the ride, and you definitely won't want to miss a single episode. Season 2 of Zeppelin Travels is live now on YouTube. Head on over and follow the link in show notes. You know, it's nice to have the reminder of, like, you may not be doing what's the easiest, but, like, you're making more progress than people that stay, like, in the cities or, like just kind of go with the flow and live their life and they're like I'm happy she's like you're doing constant work every day and like gives me my flowers and I just have to remember like even if I'm sitting in my bus not move like not going anywhere or going for a hike like I'm always thinking about I'm always in my head about shit I'm always thinking you know like why do I do this or why do I react this way and being and driving down the road in the bus for hours on end you're I'm in my head like, okay, (laughs) let's like work through why you reacted this way to this situation. Like, why did you let these people treat you this way for so long? Like, know your value, know your worth. And I think it's also very intimidating to people. As a single woman, I feel like I'm extremely self-reliant and men look at me and are like, I need someone that's going to need me. And I'm like, I don't need you. I just need myself. Like... And that's, like, a really big thing for me, too, so. So many different directions to go there. I'm glad, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm glad you uh, iterated on the uh, the growth, because it is kind of like the hashtag growth blanket statement that's very easy for people to, to say without mm-hmm. explaining. So I'm glad you went into that. Um, kind of pivoting, like, the, the needing people. I'm intrigued what it's like dating on the road for you, because mm. the reason that I'm curious about it is we were actually talking about in the shop yesterday, like, like, um, the guys, like, I think, I think I was talking with Wes about it. Um, there's like the civilian life Mm -hmm. of people. No, it was, it was rich because he, Rich, I'm airing your dirty laundry. Mm -hmm. Um, he was dating a girl, but she looked very much down on this lifestyle. Mm. And, you know, she sent some texts that were like, really like mean and negative for just out, out out of nowhere like they she's like hey i'm going to grad school this is done mm-hmm. and just randomly got a text sorry rich for airing your dirty laundry but it's contextual but it's like you you have the civilians out there that don't understand 
the lifestyle and the veterans that live it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious of your thoughts because you mentioned like guys are kind of like, oh, whoa, yeah, what, 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 what do you mean? Where it seems like nomad guys are like, oh, you don't, I don't need to hold your hand for everything. Yeah, you know, like is how how does that well, work in your head? I mean, the pandemic definitely put a put a total roadblock on my dating life for a while. Um, but I was on I was on those apps. That those shall apps. not be named. Those apps. Those apps. Um, <laughs> and I found that I would mention that I, I would be like, I live in a school bus with my cat. Like, it is out here. I'm not hiding it from you. This is the kind of human I am. However you want to portray that to yourself, like, how you view me is not my responsibility. Like, I know how I'm living my life. And if you want to think I'm a dirty hippie, cool. Like, whatever. Sometimes I am a dirty <laughs> hippie. But um, I found that people were very much like they're really interested in it and it was kind of like a I felt like once I gave them the information about the lifestyle I was living I found people kind of disappeared and I was like did you just want me to tell you about it like you weren't really interested in who I was like I found that a bunch of times and I was like am I just like the token hippie that you like want to hook up with that lives in a vehicle like yeah like like a good story or they're watching a netflix show like let's let's see how this plays out and they're like oh man i totally like hooked up with this girl that lives in the bus (laughs) she's so weird like i'm gonna become somebody's like stand-up actor or something um and it was also i mean being in la i was trying to date a little bit i had met a guy who was really cool but i was leaving and i'm not I'm not, like, I'm at the point in my life where, like, I'm not trying to be intimate with you unless, like, we're moving forward. And There has in to life. be substance behind it. It's not just a, f- it's a hot girl summer fling. Yeah, exactly. And I think living a nomadic life, it can, I guess you could live the life and just be kind of, like, out here doing your, sowing those wild oats and no shade to anyone that does that. But I am past that point in my life. So I was like, I'm leaving. I don't want to invest my energy into somebody that, like, is super awesome, but, like, they're a brick and mortar person. They're in LA. They're focusing on acting and singing and that's their life. And I, I'm not trying to change anybody's life. I'm not trying to have anyone change my life. And so dating, living in the bus has been pretty non-existent for me because it's hard to find people that align with the same stuff I'm aligning with. And, you know, meeting people out on the road is amazing, but I also like have a certain type and like, there's not a lot of diversity on the road. So, like, the type of person I'm attracted to is not really out there a lot or, like, available and out there. So, it's been really interesting and non-existent. Well, I mean, it's... There was a YouTube video I watched that broke down, like, like, why is it hard to date? And... Actually, it was two YouTube videos. One of them was how the dating apps have changed the dating scene. It's mm. a TikTok. It's oh, a TikTok. Gosh. I'm, I'm, TikTok. I'm, I'm, I'm running through my brain right now. Um, it was a TikTok of, like, somebody wrote a comment. It was, like, a dating coach that was talking about it. And for those that can hear that clicking, that is Kobuk coming back inside from running outside. <laughs> but basically, he was saying, like, like, somebody wrote a comment, like, it's just so hard to date these days. It's like, well, our monkey minds were never designed to have unlimited options mm-hmm. for potential mates through these apps to where our brain is just like overload. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, it broke down, say there's 7 billion people in the world, those that are of the sex that you're into, mm-hmm. those that you're physically attracted to, 
those that you get along with mm-hmm. and those that have whatever stipulation that you have that you want to date somebody. Yeah. And how many people already married, you know, like it really broke it down. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so that means that there is maybe a thousand people out there for you. Then you get on the road. And there's even less. <laughs> yeah. Break that down. There's so, like five people out there. Right. The video didn't break down Nomad Life, obviously, but I thought to myself, I was like, huh, okay. I understand. And then, you know, as you're 36 and you're actually looking for that particular thing, it's like, mm-hmm. do you give up the dream lifestyle for somebody that isn't necessarily into the nomad lifestyle? And we recently uh, shot a video with a young lady that is the same thing. I think she's 36. I, I'm pretty sure she's 36. She's in a four by four rig. She same thing that you're talking about, like guys being like, this is yours? Yeah. Do you need help with this? You know, like You're that, like, that. no, I'm badass, I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And she, she's living, it's it's interesting how you two parallel yeah. in, in that. Um, but yeah, she's like, well, do I, like, wh- how, how how do I do this? Mm-hmm. You know, is, does this mean nomad life's over? Because this, like, finding somebody is important to me? Yeah. And there there, there is that line of giving up your dreams to waiting it out almost it seems yeah i mean it's definitely i mean it's a struggle and i've also full disclosure recently come to terms with the fact that like i do want a family and that was something that i always struggled with i was like if it happens it happens like whatever i'm not tied down to anything like if i find the right person i find the right person but like with all this like inner reflection i've been having and i've realized i'm like I would love a kid. I would love a reflection of myself or, like, to adopt. Because um, I, I think I'm a pretty nurturing person, and I think I would be a really fun mom. Like, <laughs> shit. Um, all my nieces and nephews and, like, all my friends' kids love me, so. I'm yeah. the crazy aunt that lives in the bus. <laughs> I'm like, I need my own child. I'm Uncle Chris that lives in a bus. So, yep. so I, I, I definitely know where that comes from, and I'm actually heading back home more recently to see my new nephew you know so it's like he's i think i saw a facebook post this morning that he's one week old you know so it's like it is it is that uh that intersection where a lot of us are that aunt or uncle yeah that shows up and like hey guys you want to see my home (laughs) my friend just um had their second baby yesterday which was super exciting and he my old roommate in new york in my apartment now lives in la has a son, um, his partner, and they just had their second baby, and he was like, Auntie Jill, like, look, and I was like, oh my gosh, crazy Aunt Jill's got another one that she can load into the bus for the summer, let's go. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, dating has been non-existent. I'm excited to go back to New York, though. (laughs) Like, there's definitely, it's going to be an interesting situation while I'm there. i I might get back on a dating app for like a week and see what happens. <laughs> see if I can find myself a road daddy yeah. to bring out with me. Um, Dip your toes back into the lava, huh? Yeah. I mean, I'm slowly <laughs> starting to socialize some more. So my social anxiety has like kind of gone away that started to happen during COVID. I was like, how do I interact around people? Like, how do I act around humans? How do I right. do this? How, how do I get back on that bicycle? Yeah. So that covers most of my questions. Mm. Is there anything else that you think would be pertinent? I started this podcast with the target audience, and if you have nothing else, like we covered a lot of stuff, yeah, that's totally fine. I mean, I think that if I just, to say this to anybody that has any interest in this life, that live this life the way that you're comfortable doing it, 
don't let social media disorient it for you because it's not about at the end of the day it's not about how cool your rig looks it's about like the memories and the journeys that you go on with yourself or with other people it's what that rig provides you yeah the rig rig provides you shelter and really you know not to get sucked up into the glamorized version of it because it's hard it's not easy but it's a hundred percent worth it and like you said the juice is worth the squeeze and it's some tasty juice so <laughs> get to it get to squeezing so if people want to follow you by the way these this will be in the show notes okay all the links you mentioned here okay. um but if people wanted to message you keep up with your travels how can they find you um my instagram is at jungle the bus um that's also my tiktok at jungle the bus my youtube which has nothing going on on it so <laughs> feel free not to follow that um yeah those just at Jungle the Bus is where I'm at. And my Venmo is also at Jungle the Bus. <laughs> send, send some some diesel Yeah, send money. that diesel money for sure, for sure. Um, but, yeah, thanks for interviewing me. This was nice. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. There we go. Nice. This episode has been a Tiny Home Tours production. If you're a fan, please rate and review us wherever you listen, share with your friends, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.